Welcome to Dreamers Academy, where thought leaders sow into the visionary. Today on Dreamers Academy, we will be talking about the art of pitching. We have on today Shelby Parchment of Inurban Strategies. Inurban Strategies is a small business consultant and coaching firm. Today's topic is very important. As you grow, it would be your desire to land angel investors, venture capitalists, or maybe retail relationships for your product-based business. The only way you could secure those relationships is if you had an awesome pitch that will land you their trust, where they will be willing to take a chance on you. Today, tune in with Shelby Parchman and I as we discuss the art of pitching. Hi, Shelby. How are you? I'm fine, Iris. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I want to thank you for coming on to Dreamers Academy. It's honor. I admire you so much. Oh, thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. And it's my pleasure being on the show. Thank you. And so I invited you on because I see you as like, really like a mastermind, a guru when it comes to entrepreneurship. You've been in this game for quite some time. And a lot of my colleagues and myself always like picking your brain for advice and guidance on um, when it comes to business building, um, especially the small businesses. And so, and I know that you have a large network and you also deal with larger businesses as well. So I felt like you would be the perfect person to talk about um, today's subject. And that's like, really, that's pitching. Pitching to um, like, you, you have your pitch workshops, you have your pitch competitions, you're pitching your businesses to retailers and, and then also investors. And so I know that um, because you've been a part of that, because you even like um, judge in a lot of pitch competitions, you can give us a lot of insight on what it takes to put together like the perfect pitch. But before we go into all of that, I want you to share with my listeners like your background, like how long have you been an entrepreneur and when did it start? Oh, okay. Thank you, Iris. I would say entrepreneurship was in my blood when I was a little kid and I've always wanted to own a business and I didn't get an opportunity to do that until I was older in life. But I think the experiences that I had, especially working a job and understanding how businesses operate was a great proving ground for me before I embarked on my first business. I started my first real business, I shall say, back in 1991 when I started a laboratory supply business. And I ran it for 10 years and it was very successful. Oh, that's awesome. And so you segued from that into other ventures? Sure. Or did you go into like coaching right away? Here's what my thoughts are on it. Most people I meet, the idea of selling their business, and mm-hmm. I say, if you're doing that, you will always be self-employed. And <laughs> after my business became successful, I decided to go ahead and sell it and use the money to start other ventures and to uh, dedicate some of my time to assisting other entrepreneurs. The resources. Mm-hmm. Notice when I 
first started my business, there were not a lot of resources or people you could go to the, with, for help in starting your business. And I decided that my life's and mission would be to help people start their businesses. How did you, how did you educate yourself? Like we have incubators now. We have incubators. We can, uh, we have uh, people like yourself, masterminds. We, it's like seemingly there's been an uprise in entrepreneurship, but with that, a ton of resources. But before all of that, how did someone like yourself find the education, the know-how to build, um, to build their business? Well, that was for me. Uh, this was before, my first business started long before the internet, so I couldn't Google anything. So right. I, so I had to go down to the library, to the bookstore, and buy books and start reading books on how to buy, how to start a business, how to write a business plan. Uh, Use the network that I had to get some insight on what it took to be successful in business, and I went from there. Today it's a lot easier because all you have to do is like is Google some information. Yeah, that's very true. Right, <laughs> and then it's, everything's in front of you, and it's almost done. And you just fill in the blanks. But when I started my first business, it wasn't that simple. So it was really a matter of doing research, which I still encourage people to do. Because right. even if you get a get a template, you still have to know and understand what needs to be put in it to make it work. Hmm. I agree with that. And so, uh, you know, us millennials, <laughs> when you said reading books to, oh my goodness, like, okay, we're not going to spend that kind of time. We can't find it on YouTube. Then, you know, we're going to dial someone. So, I mean, it's a, you know, there's some admiration there with that, that you really like put in the work, like the serious work. And so I want to pick your brain <laughs> about, Pitching, pitching your business. Um, when I watch these pitch competitions, they seem so exciting. Um, you have some good ones and then you have some pitches that might need a lot of work. Um, you have your winning and then you have others. And so I want to talk about the do's and don'ts because I know how important it is. Like I had to pitch my business to a retailer on yesterday um, I like the fact I'm I'm so grateful that they want to learn more rather than saying uh, that's okay. But I know that there is a method to it. Um, there are special components that keep the person captivated. Um, just recently, we had um, Shark Tank here, and it was t everybody had their pitch ready, whether they were ready or not. They gave it a shot, and so. With that, I know that you said you judged a lot of them. And so can you share with us, like, for one, let's, can we talk about why pitching is so important? Sure. Um, I think you hit it on the nail on the head when you talk about people who don't read. Um, it's hard to keep yeah. people's attention. And so the days of the business plan is just about yeah. gone, right? And what people like to see now is genuine knowledge and passion for the business. And that can't be translated or conveyed through a business plan. And the pitch now is the format to get you in the door to a lot of investors or retailers or things like that. So certainly the first rule of making a pitch 
is it has to be interesting, engaging, and exciting. Yeah, and I agree with that. And so, and I think when we see some that aren't so good, they are missing that passion and missing that excitement. And so let's take a investor's perspective. When they're listening, what are some of the components or keywords or even information that they're listening for in your pitch to determine if they want to take you on as a, a business or whatever? Sure. Uh, the first thing they want to know that there is an established market for the product or service that you're trying to sell. And so I think the best pitches start off telling a little bit about the person and their background and what really qualifies them to make this particular presentation. And it's really about their experiences prior to starting the business, their experiences in starting the business and uh, where how they feel they can grow this business. But second of all, you want to determine and show and prove that there really is a market for that product or service. You do that through looking at industry trends, uh, doing an analysis of the industry, thinking about where your product will fit in the industry and how it stands apart from the other products that are out in the market. No one wants to invest in a product that has been out, that has something similar in the marketplace doing really well. It's very difficult for people to invest in that product. So they would want to see some differentiation from your product. And it could be subtle differentiation, differentiators, but it has there has to be some differentiation from your product to all the numerous products that are on the market. So why would consumers put down what they're using now and buy something else? And the wrong answer will be, uh, my product is the only product on the market that does X, Y, and Z, or that satisfies this market. Yeah. That's never true. Right. And that, so that brings me to my other question. What would be some of your do's and don'ts when you're um, crafting your pitch? Okay, great. So the first don't is don't say <laughs> there's no other product like this on the market. Uh, the second don't is don't say your target market is everybody. You right. really need to fine tune your target market and really try to define it with laser precision and accuracy. It's not enough to say men and women can buy my product or mm-hmm. I'm selling a dress and this dress is made for all women. Any woman can will buy this product. That's not true right. because right. certain people have different styles that they want to wear. A 13 year old or say even an 18 year old woman does not wear the same clothes as a 59-year-old woman. So you can't say all women just because it's a product made for women. So think about how you narrow that focus down. It could be women between the age of 59 and 65 who live here, who do this, who make this amount of money, who drive this type of car, have this Mm -hmm. level of education. Those are the things you want to use to fine-tune your target market. And it'll be easier to focus on them when you're actually trying to sell a product. Well, that's, yeah, you have a lot of business owners that want to include everybody. So it will, I guess, sound more attractive. Like you're not going to lose any money with me. Trust me, everybody's going to buy it. And so, yeah, that's kind of what they stand on, but that's a red flag. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. To a business 
owner, it sounds very attractive thinking that, hey, my market's wide open. I can sell to anybody. To an investor, that's a red flag saying that you don't understand your target market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so can you talk about, I? some of my entrepreneurs, when they're crafting their pitch, the, where a lot of people are stuck, and I've even found myself stuck there before too, is when you um, talk about sales projections. Is there a special formula when you're trying to guess at how much money you will you guess at how much money you projecting to um, like make in the next year or how did how do they even come up with that? Well, like how do they create what what formula helps right, them? There, sales that's a good question. And the formula, whatever formula you use, it's always going to be wrong. There's no magic right. formula for um, predicting sales or revenue, and mm-hmm. investors know that. So what investors are looking for, they're looking for you to benchmark another product or service that's similar to yours. So if you're selling a beverage product and you find another similar beverage product that launched around somewhere in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and can you follow their trajectory and understand um, where they went and how they did it and what their sales went from, from one, say from startup to year one to year two. And then that at least gives you an idea of whether or not your numbers are realistic. So what investors are really looking for uh, are the numbers realistic. Not if not they're accurate, but are they realistic? And so the Got more it. you can justify how you came up with those numbers, the easier it is for an investor to digest it. For example, mm-hmm. a lot of people, when they make, write up a business plan or do revenue projections, everybody's going to make a million dollars the first year in business. And there are very few small startup businesses that make a million dollars the first year in business. And if an investor sees that, once again, he understands that he would know, he or she would really don't understand how to predict revenue. And Mm -hmm. that, again, becomes a red flag. Gotcha. And that makes a lot of sense. And so when we move over to retailers and you're pitching to them, what would be some of the things that they're listening for in order to make a decision or if they, if they should bring you into their stores or not? Yeah. And so one of the, I think the first thing my experience has been, once again, is there a market for the product? Mm-hmm. Retailers are not interested in selling your product. They're uh, interested in giving you space for your product so when you the product sells then they make money that's how retail operate they're really not interested in boosting your product as much as they're interested in making money off the sales of your product so you want to show the retailers that that number one your product already has some traction in the marketplace and so you come in with sales data and say we're in this store say for instance you're uh, pitching to Whole Foods, but you have some success in Walgreens. So you can go and say, well, we have product in Walgreens and these are our sales and sales growth over the last year. We have product here and we have an extensive network because one of the things that uh, the larger retailers want is to push business into their store. So having a great network of people and and a customer base that's already established makes the retailer feel more comfortable about bringing your product in. 
And if it doesn't work out, they're just going to kick it out anyway. Hey, that's true. <laughs> Which is sad, but it's true. Yeah, it, but it, every product's it, not going to make it either. So, that's uh, and retailers true. understand that. So sometimes it's a it's a crapshoot with them. Like, well, what will work? And let's try this. It may work. And if it doesn't, they can always get rid of it. Yeah, and that's really. Um, I'm getting ready to go into Whole Foods and Park Forest. And what they told me was exactly what you said. They, they said, we're going to bring you in, but right now we're making room. We're going to get rid of this last little product on this shelf so we can order your products. I'm like, oh, my God. Thank you. But, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, well, there's only a limited amount of shelf space. So in order it for is. someone to win, somebody else has to lose. That's very true. That's the game. That's right. the game. And I guess you always want to be on the winning team. You want to. That's <laughs> you definitely want to. Speaking of winning team in urban strategies, we're a winning team. And so, you know, we're gonna raise Yay! Yes. <laughs> and for any of you guys, you know, that don't know, I work with um Shelby Parchment and he is like totally amazing just one of my favorite people especially to work with in this business because you've been my coach for like goodness four so, years seems like forever now yeah i know i know i'm not I, I remember crying to you when my formulations were sucking and you helped me with that and so now i can confidently put product on the shelf now that i know it won't melt on the shelf <laughs> and so yeah you're a chemist and so this, it was just a perfect matchup and for real. And so now I'm working with you in Urban Strategies, you know, building small businesses and offering them coaching and everything. And so we have a workshop that's coming up that's going to focus on marketing and sales. And so you want to share about our workshop? Sure. Well, I guess you, you're probably more, have more expertise in talking about the workshop than I do, but yeah. I'll just talk about it in general. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we have our brunch and learn series and we feel that the best way to learn is to learn, learn something with a full belly <laughs> yes. and some good food. So our brunch <laughs> and learn series always features local African-American entrepreneurs uh, who are in the food business so we can help showcase their products because we're always about supporting small businesses. But, um, you know, I just recall you recently doing a survey about the needs in terms of marketing. And oh so my God, that post yeah. was flooded. There's yeah. so many questions. This is a great need. It is. Yeah, it's a great there need. is. There's a huge need. And so um, we're, we're developing a series of workshops around sales and marketing to help the small business owner understand the techniques that they need to employ in order to get their products onto into the marketplace, onto grocery shelves. And as you're saying, I don't feel that most people understand that, especially right. when it comes to the sales part of things. Yes. And, uh, and even with marketing, most people have, have they use social media as right. kind of their fallback marketing platform. Yeah, but it's more and than it doesn't that. always work. So yeah. we have to talk about techniques uh, that will get you into the door, get you in front of the right people and do it at a very low cost. And then the next step is once you have created that, because marketing and sales are, not the same thing. Once you understand your target market, now how do you get to them to say yes? And right. getting to the yes is stressful for most entrepreneurs. And so that series, we want to 
help them understand how to get to yes and how to do it with uh, as little stress as possible because it's really easy. Yeah, it is. Once you have your formula down, really understand your business and your market, you know, then definitely, you know, the other parts and pieces of it is not so hard. And so also, I do want you to share more about in Urban Strategies, who we are and what we do. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, I guess in Urban started as a result of a lot of work that I've done in the nonprofit arena and realized that nonprofit organizations really aren't doing the jobs that they say they're doing. They claim they're creating businesses, but most of these businesses are not even earning $5,000 a year in revenue. They claim they're creating jobs, but the people, the jobs they created uh, are really unpaid positions because they are counting the business owner who's not paying themselves as creating a job. And Mm -hmm. I said, there has to be a way to do this profitably because I'm really about making a profit and helping others. And that's when the concept of inurban strategies was formulated in my mind. And uh, since then, we've been helping a lot of clients grow their businesses and get funding for their businesses. And we do it using a for-profit model. And I feel that doing it that way allows us to not focus on a numbers game, but focus on a results game. Mm-hmm. And secondly, we get a lot of support for our work through nonprofit organizations because they sign us on as clients to help them develop new initiatives for training entrepreneurs, which is kind of the second component of an urban strategies. And mm-hmm. those two things go hand in hand and it strengthens our business where we can, uh, we can subsidize the coaching process for small businesses And that model has been working really well. Yeah, it's been really awesome. Um, I've been having a blast because I've always wanted to get into coaching. And now I have the opportunity to do so. So I thank you for that. And so any closing remarks? Um, Yeah, I I just we jump back to the pitch because it's very important. Uh, And I would say we, we talked a little bit about your target market. We talked a little bit about finances, but your pitch should tell a very wonderful story. And while you're telling that story, people should should be able to envision themselves using your product or service. And by the time you're done, they want to give you some money and say, I have to be a part of this. Right. <laughs> and that's what makes, that makes a pitch effective. It could be a horrible product, but if you can convince them that this is so wonderful that they need to have it today, or the world really needs what you're selling, it's easy to get to that yes when it comes to pitching to investors. I agree. This is true. <laughs> so we've been talking to Shelby Parchman, managing partner of Inurban Strategies. And if you ever wanted to reach out to Shelby, you can find him on uh, Inurban Strategies Facebook page and Instagram. And Shelby, do you want to share any information of how they sure. can reach you? Yeah, sure. You can also reach me at shelby.parchman at inurbanstrategies.com. And if that's a little too long for you, you can also hit me up on info at inurbanstrategies.com. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Shelby, for coming on Dreamers Academy. This was fun. And I'll Thank be you for having me, Iris. It was a great time. It was had by me as well. Oh, awesome. All right. Have a good one. 
You bye too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Our intro to sales and marketing workshop will take place on Sunday, July 29th from 2 to 3 p.m. It will take place at the Overflow Coffee Bar at 1550 South State Street. Registration will be open soon.